This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. There are many concerns about COVID-19, the emergent variants, and while many people have been vaccinated and are taking precautions, there are others who refuse to get vaccinated or wear a mask. And the recent numbers appear to indicate that relaxing of restrictions may have been a little premature. We need to talk about this issue as one of the nation's leading infectious disease experts uh, who just happens to make his home here in Seattle in Dr. George Count. Good morning, Dr. Count. Good morning, Chris. All right. Uh, Dr. Counts, you've had a stellar career working for the National Institute of Health and the CDC prior to working as a senior advisor for special populations uh, with the Fred Hutchison uh, HIV vaccine trials units. Uh, through your uh, career, you have been uh, in the middle of the fight to protect our society from infectious diseases. Uh, can you talk about the important role that you and many of your colleagues across the country and around the world have played uh, over many, many years in helping to keep people safe? Well, um, the criteria that, that have been used over the years is to protect people from uh, infectious and other diseases and to make people aware of their own health concerns. For the, for, from HIV, which was a scourge beginning in the mid-'80s to now, to now the pandemic is covid so the goal now is to get, make, give people information so that they can make decisions about, about what to do to protect themselves during COVID. And this is true from all of us who are involved in health care, specifically infectious diseases. Right. And, and Dr. Council, you know, we've been dealing with COVID-19 for about a year and a half now, and there are vaccines available, and yet there are people, for whatever reason, who won't get vaccinated. Um, some won't get vaccinated or wear a mask. And according to new numbers in King County, we've seen a 130% increase in new COVID cases since the county ended their mass, indoor mass restrictions on June 30th. Um, in an effort to get past this pandemic, you know, how important is it for people to either get vaccinated, wear a mask, or to do both? I think with the development of vaccines and being pushed to receive vaccinations, people should ask themselves three questions. Are the vaccines safe? Second question, do they work? And the third question, of course, should I take it? You know, with the 600,000 people in the U.S. dead from COVID, clearly this is a major problem. In terms of what, are the vaccines safe, I think that's probably one of the most important questions people ask. Because the vaccines were developed so quickly in less than a year, people wonder if any shortcuts were taken any safety shortcuts were taken, and they can rest assured that they were 
these studies have been critically analyzed and followed so that there were no shortcuts taken in the development. And do the vaccine work? Yes, all the vaccines which have been released to date clearly work to prevent COVID, anywhere from 60 to 90% effectiveness. In terms of should people take it, I strongly feel that with the number of cases and the rising cases, the big problem is people who are not vaccinated. So I I make a big push for people to get vaccinated, all people in the United States and around the world. Right. And and Dr. Counts, uh, speaking a little bit about the um, vaccines, you know, people, like I said, have have concerns about if they were safe or not. You know, were these uh, vaccines initially developed for diseases like COVID specifically, or were they developed for something else uh, in a broader perspective? No, these vaccines were specifically developed for COVID, the virus that causes COVID. It's in a family of viruses which are similar and and are known, but they were developed specifically for COVID. And the way they work is that you take a small piece of the COVID virus and you modify it so that it doesn't cause disease and then give it to someone and the body responds to it when the real thing comes Excuse me, when the real thing comes along. So that's how vaccines work. Right. And are these COVID vaccines, are they different from other vaccines that people might uh, be aware of or received in the past, like the vaccine for uh, measles or uh, chicken pox or something like that? They are different only in terms of that it's a different virus. It's the same approach, whether or not you're taking, like take influenza, the influenza virus changes a bit each year, so you take the, the new influenza virus for this year and develop a new virus for it, a new vaccine for it. It's the same thing. The, these new vaccines, these nucleic acid vaccines that they talked about, they were developed specifically with the technique of taking a small amount of the nucleic acid of the virus and use it for the body to stimulate protective antibodies against it so that when the real COVID comes along, it is attacked by the body and prevents infection. And, Dr. Counts, I think there might be a little confusion about the vaccines and how they work out there, Um, and you've kind of alluded to this um, in this conversation so far. But uh, in in talking to our listening audience, you know, what exactly are the, the vaccines designed to do? Some people believe that if they get vaccinated, they just won't get um, infected at all. Other people realize that the um, that the vaccines uh, will help them fight off uh, the disease if they if they're vaccinated. And other people also realize that they might be uh, just designed to help keep them uh, alive and out of the hospital. But specifically from your perspective in that realm, what are these vaccines designed to do as as far as the way that they work and uh, in the overall scheme of things? By far, the most important goal of a vaccine is to prevent people from getting sick and dying. And all the vaccines that have been developed so far do that. They prevent serious illness and death so that people may pick up the virus if they've been vaccinated. And, of course, there have been a few cases of persons who have been fully vaccinated who've gotten COVID among the millions of people who have received vaccines uh, receive COVID vaccines. Some, they have data on some 5,000 who are fully vaccinated. 
But these persons ordinarily do not proceed to getting sick, have to be hospitalized, or dying from COVID. So that's the purpose of a vaccine, prevent people from getting sick and dying from COVID. And the vaccines do that. Right. Uh, Dr. Counts, if we can talk a little bit about the, the new variants of COVID that are out there, you know, how are they different than the previous strains? And why should uh, people be concerned about the new var- the, the different variants that are out there? They are different in that uh, with a virus, it, viruses causing infections tend to mutate. They just slight mutations. All viruses do this. And since COVID has been on the scene, there have been four or five different variants which have come along. A key point, though, is to say that so far all these, vi- all these variants are prevented by the COVID vaccine. The current, vac- the current variant, called the Delta variant, is said to be perhaps it spreads more easily and may, in fact, cause more serious problems. In the United States, it is now the most important cause of COVID. Some 83% of infections in the United States are being caused by this uh, uh, COVID variant. But the important metric is that of people hospitalized with the Delta variant, 93% of them are people who are not vaccinated. So the threat threat we have in this country is not the spread of of the Delta variant, but it's the fact that unvaccinated people are picking it up and getting sick. So it's protection. So that vaccination is the key of concern for this Delta variant. Right. And uh, speaking of uh, of people not getting vaccinated, you know, Dr. Counts, there are some people um, who would want to compare uh, this uh, COVID pandemic somehow to the Tuskegee experiment and use it as a reason for to not get vaccinated, you know, what would you say, especially to young people, which is a demographic that is lagging when it comes to vaccinations about their complacency to get vaccinated? I mean, you you can actively see some of them, and I believe far too many uh, personally, from a personal perspective, are doing things that health experts and officials warn them not to do. And if you talk to some of them, you know, they might just say, well, you know, if I get it, I get it. You know, what would you say? What would you say to them? Well, I will start with mistrust of the government, which, you know, as I go around the country hearing from people who are concerned about uh, the government, among black people, you know, we've all heard about the Tuskegee experiment in which specifically black people with syphilis were followed for 40 years in an an outrageous outrageous experiment for black people. This vaccine program for covid is not related to, to a mistrust of the government because of something like Tuskegee, because this, these vaccines were not developed specifically for black people. They are. And people say that if, they, if they're being complacent, if I get it, I get it. Well, if one gets it, you're, you run in the risk of hospitalization and death. So that, and you know that young people are more likely to get the, the infection they are, should be urged to get the vaccine and not be complacent because they're running the risk. All right. and, and, Dr. Counts, what are some of the long-term effects of COVID 
that people, especially young people between the, age, between the age, ages of 18 and 28, uh, should be concerned about. I know they talk about the long haulers a little bit, but specifically, if you don't get vaccinated and you are between the ages of 18 and 28 and, and get COVID, you know, what are some of the long-term effects that they should really be concerned about? Well, just, just mentioning a few there, since the, since the virus affects primarily the lungs, long-standing lung disease and shortness of breath have been found in some people who have had COVID. One of the most important uh, parameters of COVID, one of the most important symptoms about COVID is the loss of, t- loss of a sense of taste and smell. And sadly, I've read of a story about a person who was a wine sommelier, that is a person who specializes in wines, Whose, whose survival, his job is based on his, his ability to smell, lost the sense of smell and hadn't had it recovered for six months. And there are heart problems which have been diagnosed. Bear in mind, all of these side effects in the grand scheme of things are very, very rare, but they could occur. And I think just to restate it, hospitalizations and death rates for black and, and Hispanic are higher than they are for whites, two to three times higher. Part of that reason is because of certain underlying conditions that we could have. Part of that reason is because of access to health care. And the third reason is because of exposure of persons to their occupations, having to work in front lines, essential workers, critical, critical infrastructure workers. All of those are issues which are important in terms of why people should be concerned about getting the vaccine. Uh, Dr. Counts, um, let's, if, if we can shift gears a little bit and talk a little about, a bit about precaution as it relates to kids. You know, a lot of adults and people are, are taking care of themselves and they try and look after their kids, but there are others, um, you know, who might not uh, be as cautious when it comes to making sure their kids are safe as it relates to COVID, especially since we've been in this thing for so long. You know, some people have been vaccinated and are going back to business as usual and, you know, and are taking their unvaccinated kids, many of whom are just not old enough to get vaccinated now, uh, for lack of a better term, along for the ride. You know, what would you say to parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and people as it relates to, you know, still being diligent uh, and precautious as it relates to their kids? Yeah. It, the issue of what should be done about children uh, is complicated, and there's no clear statement in terms of what should be done. You're aware of all the uh, discussion going on around the country in terms of how should we, what should be done about kids. Should they, should they be allowed to go to school? Should school opens or not? Um, right now, there are studies going on to include kids in vaccination, studies looking at kids under 12. But... In terms of what should parents be doing about uh, their children, some say that the schools shouldn't open until the parents, until the parents have all been vaccinated. So others say that because of the risk of uh, COVID infection among the children, this is, should not be considered a big problem. But kids do get in, get COVID, and there should be some concern about whether or not they get it, even if they don't get sick, if they pick it up in a daycare setting, and it should go and could be spread to their older, sensitive adults and parents. So I understand 
why there is a certain amount of confusion as to what should be done. But it's a matter of just following judgment. The adults should be vaccinated, kids should be vaccinated when and if it's possible. And when you're taking a, a child along for the ride to a business that's open, you have to use some judgment. And I appreciate that the advice we're getting from the federal government is mixed in terms of what should be done. Right. And, uh, Dr. Counts, you know, I, I, I ask other people this uh, question about best practices uh, as it relates to COVID, especially, uh, even if you've been vaccinated. But I think I'd, I, from this perspective for our conversation today, um, I think it would be helpful for our listening audience to kind of hear from you directly um, about uh, the best practices that you adhere to personally on a daily basis as it pertains to um, COVID and trying to make sure that you uh, and your family members are safe? I think it becomes a matter of making a judgment about risk, and I can uh, can share with you how I make that judgment. I have been fully vaccinated, and I, have, I am comfortable going out in certain settings. I also don't have any chronic underlying diseases. So if one is going out in a closed setting with a small group, with, with a group of people in a, in a closed setting, I would be concerned if people in that setting were not vaccinated. When I go out with a group of people, I ask, is everyone vaccinated? And if there are people who are not vaccinated in a closed setting, restaurant or whatever, I would, I would opt to wear a mask because that's my judgment of the risk. So in, in, in going out in, a, in a, any particular setting, one makes a judgment, what is my risk and what is the likelihood that someone around me who is unvaccinated could be carrying COVID? And it becomes a matter of, and that's the judgment that each person, each individual will make as he or she goes out into the community. Dr. Counts, before I let you go, and I, I really do appreciate you, your time this morning and, and this conversation, because I think it's so important for people in our community to be able to hear from you. Um, you know, from a personal um, perspective, um, you know, what concerns you most about COVID-19? Uh, and, you know, in speaking directly to our community this morning, what is it that you really want them to take away from this conversation as well? It is a simple message, the importance of getting vaccinated against COVID. That is the message, whether or not we're concerned about the Delta variant, whether or not we're concerned about uh, our community in terms of its uh, return to normal. The underlying and most important problem is getting people vaccinated. It's the unvaccinated people that can do it, that represents the most important threat to control of this epidemic. And now with the spreading, because of the spreading of infections because of the COVID, COVID variant, it's, it's the same important message. People should get vaccinated. Dr. Counts, one last question for you. If, if people choose to decide um, to do the to do what the per, uh, medical professionals are asking them to do or suggesting they do in getting vaccinated, wearing masks, things of that nature. Um, you know, how different is that time period for us to possibly get past this pandemic than if? 
people, let's say the same number of people who are out there, like 30%, 40%, you know, in some cases 50% of African Americans decide not to get vaccinated, decide not to wear a mask, you know, this thing possibly could, and I know you probably don't have an exact time frame, but I'm just I'm trying to, you know, give a perspective to people of, you know, what we're looking at if we take precautions as opposed to if we don't, you know, how difficult is it for us to get over that hump um, without, you know, people really getting vaccinated in larger numbers than what we have right now and being precautious and wearing masks? Right. I think that it's where we're, we're kind of at a critical point where the number of cases are rising because of uh, the Delta variant and the number of people being vaccinated you know, is also rising but are slower. So whether or not we will end up with kind of like a chronic condition where this, fact, this virus will be around and we'll have to continue to think about it, we may have to start to think about getting boosters, booster injections because of uh, the immunity or protection might start to drop. So I think we're at a critical point as we head into the fall, whether or not we're going to get control of this, this pandemic or whether or not it's going to settle in where we will be masking and boostering and, and thinking along those thoughts for the next year or so. All right. Well, Dr. Counts, I thank you for joining us on today's show and just really giving our community your perspective uh, on this uh, COVID uh, variant and the cases and vaccines. And I wish you the best in all of your uh, endeavors moving forward. Thanks very much. And just remember the message, push to get vaccinated. Everyone should get vaccinated.